Hi guys, welcome back to Between the Pages with me, your host, Sabria Sparrow. I'm here today with a very special guest, my boyfriend, Miles. Say hi. Hello. Today, we're going to be talking all about what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship in your 20s. But before we get started, we, of course, want to talk about our obsessions of the week. So you can go first, babe. Okay, well, my obsession of the week has been food, um, raisin canes to be exact. The chicken strips have been very crispy. The fries have been very soft. The lemonade has been very sweet. I love it. The bread. lemonade has been very lemonade Very lemonade <laughs> Bread has been very toasty. I love it. Can't get enough. Okay. <laughs> the truth is that I've been away. I just got back from Boston this morning. And so I've been away for the past five days. And when I'm gone, he has nothing to do. <laughs> so he's just been eating <laughs> junk food. Because usually, like, when we're here, I will, like, cook and stuff for, like, dinner. And I cook myself lunch, but you usually eat lunch by yourself. So I think that because we haven't been eating together, he's been eating a lot of Raising Cane's lately. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. I've been craving Raising Cane's a little bit, too, though. So. It's good. We're going to have to get it. Food. Maybe we could get it tonight. Okay, so <laughs> my current obsession of the week. So like I said, I just got back from Boston. And number one, I'm obsessed with the houses up there. I feel like they are very similar to like New York houses. They're just like very cute. And they have like the windows that are like, I don't know how to explain it, but they're like very angular like I went into one of my cousin's friend's houses and I was just like obsessed the way that the apartments are structured are just so different from the way that apartments are structured out here like if I were looking for an apartment I would never think to look for like a floor plan like they have on the east coast which is really cool they also have like very different demographics than us here in California and I found it really interesting how like the different demographics ain't encourage or influence the culture out there like here we have like obviously like a lot of mexican culture so we eat a lot of like tacos and like burritos but in massachusetts they like don't eat tacos at all which is like so insane to me because i couldn't imagine life without tacos <laughs> but um they also have like they are out there they have like a lot of like dominicans puerto ricans jamaicans and so when i went out to a club with my cousin one night they were playing a lot of like island music which was really cool but yeah i just thought it was really interesting the way that like the different kind of coasts have different demographics and that influences like the kind of food you eat, the kind of music you listen to, and just, like, the culture of the overall environment. So, yeah, I'm obsessed with, I guess, Boston. But I definitely love their houses. It would be a dream of mine to buy a house, but I'm not sure in this market or this economy <laughs> ever. <laughs> they had really nice houses by the beach, too. We went to the beach the other day, and they had, like, really cute. I was like, I would love, I would die a house out here <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know that's on our bucket list for sure, for sure. <laughs> okay so just to introduce the episode a little bit um i wanted to do this episode because i feel like there's a lot of assumptions about being in a relationship in your 20s and i see a lot of people talking about how either you shouldn't be in a relationship in your 20s because 
you don't know yourself yet and I I agree with that to like a certain extent that like maybe you are doing a lot of growing in early on in a relationship or my bad that you are growing a lot in your early 20s um but I also think that you can be in a relationship in your 20s and still find yourself and still learn a lot about yourself in different ways um in fact being in a relationship has taught me a lot about myself and I'm sure you too babe definitely so yeah we're gonna talk a little bit about that today and just like navigating a relationship in your 20s and what that looks like for us and how I think that at least the very basics of what it should look like for other people at like the very base we're obviously not here to like tell you how to live your life or tell you how to be in a relationship this is just kind of like our experiences and how our relationship has shaped us and has shaped our views of the world and of ourselves and things like that. So what we have here is just kind of a bulleted list uh, that we came up that we feel like are big contributors to a healthy relationship in your 20s. And the first thing that we have here is having similar values. And I think that you were the first person, babe, to kind of bring that up. So can you tell us a little bit about what you meant by that? Um, yeah, basically what I meant or what I was thinking of as far as examples was um, gender roles um, and morals. So as far as morals, just like um, what you view is wrong and and or right in a relationship um, versus what your partner or what your future partner views is wrong or right in a relationship. I feel like it's really important just because it's, you know, it's a basic and it, it can um be the root to a lot of arguments or the root to the, a lot of agreements um so i feel like it's just important to any foundation um of a relationship yeah i feel like that is probably one of the main things that like makes it work for the both of us is that we both have similar views of like what a relationship looks like and we hardly disagree about like what's wrong or what's right in a relationship i also think that comes a lot from your like upbringing and like your family and like what you kind of witnessed growing up in a relationship and like again like what you think is right or wrong in a relationship but I also don't think I think that it's also like beyond a relationship just like what kind of a person you are and like what kind of values that you have and that can stem again from like your parents or from your upbringing or from your guardians or just like culturally like what you feel is acceptable or unacceptable in a relationship and I feel like that if you're going to be in a relationship with someone you do have to kind of agree with that or agree on that because like you said if you don't if someone feels like this gender is supposed to do this and this gender is supposed to do that and the other person feels like that's not how like relationships work then you're gonna have again like a lot of arguments like you said I also think that if you find that you aren't on the same page, like morally or ethically, um, then you might feel like some things are wrong that maybe your partner doesn't. You guys might not agree on, like we said, right or wrong. And it might make you, I think, also look at your partner a certain way if they are capable of doing something that you are not capable of doing and vice versa. And yeah, I definitely agree. It can, I feel like, really start to taint the connection that two people can have because i feel like part of building that connection is feeling like you guys are the same person in a way so once you know once you start feeling like this person is um different but like in a negative way 
yeah, I just feel like it can start to work against that uh, that deeply rooted connection that you guys might have had. Yeah, and I think that's with anything. Like, I feel like we're saying this, but I feel like in a way, it's also like common sense that you would want to be with someone who's very similar to you. Just yeah. like you want to have friends that are like have the same things or similar things in common to you. And that doesn't mean that you have to absolutely agree on absolutely everything. But I think having like a base kind of set a set of like morals and values that are very similar and that you guys are very similar in like just how you view the world and how you look at the world is really important because I feel like that just makes the relationship go so much smoother. Definitely. Oh yeah. Very smooth. So the next thing that we have on our list is doing what works best for you in your relationship. And I feel like this is goes hand in hand with what we just said about like having similar values because only you guys know what works for your relationship only you guys know kind of what values you have in your relationship so when you kind of have established that and you kind of know who you guys are and what the relationship is um then it's easier to not let outside kind of opinions and outside influences and social media get in the way of like how you guys operate within your relationship exactly yeah like you said it's really just about knowing yourself and knowing what you and your partner like and what works for you guys um once you have a good idea of what that is and you stay firm to that you, nothing really can get in the way of of really of of how your relationship should go yeah and i think that on that note like like what i was saying earlier is like having similar morals and values but that doesn't necessarily mean and i think that this can be like a huge thing on social media where people kind of get on this high horse and they're like this is like how a relationship works and if it doesn't work like this then your relationship is bad right but it's like at the end of the day like i said like the the two of you are the only people who like know your relationship and so as long as you are keyword mutually both mutually okay with what goes on in the relationship then it doesn't really like you said matter what other people say because you know what works best for you exactly oh yeah exactly that's all it really is yeah i think that there are some things that i feel like me and miles have in our relationship that maybe to other people might seem toxic like for example we both agree on like not having friends of like the opposite sex at least not like close friends because we're both like not very comfortable with that and i think that like if other people were to hear that they would say that's like so toxic like you should be able to be friends with like the opposite sex you should be able to have friends whatever and like that's probably true for like other people and like i see why people would think that that is okay right but Mm -hmm. like for us like we both mutually agree that that's just not okay for us we're just both not okay with that we're both uncomfortable with that we're both uncomfortable with like each other hanging out with the opposite sex one-on-one like we're okay with like group settings and things like that but yeah i feel like that would be one way but that works for us and i think that that also is like a cultural thing (laughs) yeah um for sure And again, it depends on like how you were raised and what your values are and kind of like how you view relationships. And I think that, again, you have to do what works best for you. And also on top of that, it's also like very circumstantial. Like, for example, if we both entered this relationship and he had like a best friend that was like a girl that he had known since he was like a child, then obviously that would be very different like i probably still wouldn't be super okay with it but like morally 
I probably wouldn't be able to kind of combat that, right? Yeah. So I think it's like also, why? like, very circumstantial, dependent on, like, the personality of, like, your significant other, and then, again, like, what you're both okay with. I think that is kind of uh, important in relationships, especially when it comes to, like, setting boundaries and deciding, like, what you are and are not okay with. Yeah, and it could be, like... It's also it could also be dependent on the person too, the person that uh, your quote on your your partner quote unquote is friends with. Like if you don't think that person is a threat, you might I don't know you might be more okay with it. But like it just depends on the person. I know there's probably like some guys or girls that you would feel maybe okay with your partner being around just because you feel like oh nothing's gonna happen with that but then there's other people that you're like oh no that's not going we're not doing that (laughs) i think that this conversation also happens a lot with like social media and like likes like i feel like we were the some of the first people but we were also like very young we were like 19 we were first of all me and miles this is a little introduction <laughs> that I didn't do in the beginning. We've been together for six years. So we were 19 when we first got together. Yep. And so I feel like we we learned a lot about relationships at a young age that maybe people around us who weren't in relationships didn't know a lot about. So we both kind of had already had a grasp on this idea of like, should your partner be able to like other people's pictures of like the opposite gender or of like a different gender and Mm. i think initially like when that conversation started people would say like that is so insecure and i think a lot of people would still say that but i feel like a lot of people are still are also coming around when girls are saying like no that's embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) you know um So I think it also, like, comes, like, little things like that, like, really put your relationship to the test when it comes to, like, morals and values and, like, what you feel like is okay and is not okay to do in a relationship. Like, some people maybe have no problem. Like, they're like, no, like, it's natural to be attracted to other people. Like, they can like whatever they want as long as they're coming home to me, you know? But then other people might be like, absolutely not. Like, I don't want to see, I don't want to know. Even if you are, like, for me, I'm like, even if you are attracted to other people, you think other women are pretty... I don't want to know about it. It's me. I'm the, I'm the only person that I'm the apple of your eye. So. <laughs> yes, I am. I <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think having kind of those core ideas and those core values and like being able to talk about that is important, which brings us to our next point. And that is the idea of effort, communication, respect, and reciprocation. And I think kind of on a similar note that we were talking about, um, like, setting boundaries and, like, knowing, like, what your partner likes or what they don't like or kind of setting the tone for, like, the relationship. Communication is extremely important and communicating effectively and listening to each other effectively is extremely important and I'm saying this, but I also know it's not rocket science. Like, everybody mm. knows that being in a relationship means knowing how to communicate. But yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily talk about what exactly that means. Yeah. Um, I think I think when most people talk about communicating, we just think about, like, okay, telling your partner uh, when they're doing something that's wrong, when they're doing something that's bothering you, and that's it, pretty much. But I think effective communication is obviously more than that. Um, I think it's listening. I think it's 
telling them in a way they're able to receive it. Um, yeah. You know, like tone, um, the words you choose to use, and even taking accountability for your own actions within telling them what their wrongful actions are. Yeah. And it being more of a beneficial conversation for the relationship and for the progression of the relationship instead of just a ba- a bashing of one another. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good, babe. Um you guys know that I'm huge on like communication and like communicating kindly with others and that's because I wasn't always the kindest communicator just like in my life but I think being in a relationship has really taught me how to be a kinder communicator but I think on a similar note to what Miles is saying is that like you also have to address it as like not you against your partner but like you and your partner against the problem and thinking about like just like a rational way to kind of think through and talk about this rather than kind of jumping to conclusions and kind of being immediately defensive because at the end of the day the goal is to like resolve whatever conflict that it is that you're having and when you really love someone like you really want to put your pride aside and listen to how someone is saying that you've made them feel and i know that it can be really hard Mm -hmm. sometimes to like hear that of like oh, when you did this, like, it made me feel this way. And in your mind, like, number one, you probably, like, don't want to believe that you've hurt your partner because Mm. it's just hard. It's hard to, like, hurt the people that you love and to know that you've done something to offend them. Mm -hmm. But it also is, like, a pride thing of, like, feeling defensive and not wanting to be wrong. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that, like, in a relationship and just, like, in general, like, being wrong is... I was going to say being wrong is not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Being wrong is, like is okay like we're always we're all wrong sometimes oh, you yeah. know oh, yeah. so i think addressing it from this idea of like this intention of like wanting to fix the problem and fix the conflict rather than wanting to be right <laughs> yeah exactly you oh, know but yeah. Oh, yeah yeah exactly what you're talking about um it's really just how you're attacking the problem at hand and it's about like i guess whether you just want to be right or whether you're trying to fix something in a relationship. Yeah. Because you, you can't do both adequately at the same time. Yeah. And I think as as humans, we like our first instinct is to want to be right. But again, you're like talking. Remember, you're talking to someone that you love. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking to someone that you love. You're talking to someone that you would like to fix things with or that you'd want to, you know, you kind of just want to like move on. So address it with that intention. And mm-hmm. instead of being defensive about like what they're saying to you, really take it in. If it's not true, if you feel like it's not true, then talk about it in like a rational matter of like instead of like, you know, attacking them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that effective communication is so important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Probably important. the most important. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, which I think is... Uh, brings us to kind of the idea of like effort and reciprocated effort and this happens i think both in arguments we're talking about arguments but like the truth is (laughs) me and miles don't argue like a ton (laughs) (laughs) um we do argue though but i think maybe like i always say like every once a quarter is when we argue and that's because like yeah our relationship 
is the dynamic in a relationship is that like if you can't tell I'm doing a lot of the talking and it's not because I'm like dominating the conversation but it's because he's like genuinely a really quiet guy (laughs) and he's like really chill all the time and I tend to be the one that is like very like wants to plan everything and like wants to kind of get things done and he's very like easygoing like whenever we're in the car driving (laughs) he like I'm like I always want to like get there and he's just like cruising listening to his music (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that is definitely true um but yeah on a similar note like whether it be like in arguments or not arguments another important aspect of a relationship is just kind of the effort that you put into the relationship so in the midst of the argument like i was saying um instead of kind of shutting down instead of feeling like you're being attacked and addressing it from like wanting to be right it's like you also are coming at it with the intention of like wanting to make it work and wanting to put in effort into the relationship do you have anything to say about that oh i'm sorry (laughs) i thought you was gonna keep talking but no can you you can keep going and chime in some more (laughs) okay um but yeah so reciprocated effort in that way but also in like just general like day-to-day things like i think that one of the biggest fears about relationships is feeling like the relationship is going to die or that you're going to grow apart and i think that that is especially a fear when you are in your 20s because this is such a time of like immense growth and you can either grow together you can grow apart but i think the biggest part of being in a relationship is like putting in reciprocal effort and um always trying like always trying your best and i think like we've all seen that tweet where it says like sometimes that's not equal right but it's just like if you're both putting in the best you can that day every day Mm -hmm. then it eventually like balances out i think yeah i never even uh i never even seen that but yeah that's yeah that's true though but yeah I mean, relationships aren't going to be... I mean, obviously, I, I guess everybody knows this, but relationships obviously aren't going to be 50-50 all the time. But, yeah, like what you said, like, as long as you guys are both putting in um, maximum effort and doing the best you can do every day, it's it's going to balance out for sure. Yeah. One of my favorite kind of metaphors to think about this, and this is something that I've always, like, admired about my relationship with Miles, is, like, I feel like... So I said we got together when we were 19. So obviously, like, I've talked to other people before him, and he's talked to other people before me, unfortunately, for him. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately for you, too. But but I feel like one thing that would always happen is, like, you would start off in the talking stage, like, really strong, and you'd be, like, texting, and then at the end, like, it would just kind of fizzle out. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that, like, when we got into our relationship, like, our texts to this day still have not fizzled out. Like, yeah. we still text every single day, all day, throughout the day. Obviously, like, not back and forth, like, every single minute. Oh, yeah. But I think that, like, to, it's so crazy to think that before, like, you would just stop texting. Like, you would just have, quote-unquote, nothing to talk about. Yeah. And now, like, because we're in a relationship and because we both put in effort, like, we always have things to talk about yeah. in our text messages. And it, it comes from you, like, just like asking questions or like me asking questions like okay so like how's your day going and i'm like this is 
really simple if you really just like try you know and like sometimes it doesn't you don't even have to try like if you really care about the person you really care about the relationship but anyways that (laughs) (laughs) that was weird (laughs) but like i think that kind of even though that's like a small idea like texting right it's just texting but i think Mm -hmm. that like if you think about that like on a bigger scale of like if you are always putting in the effort Mm-hmm. then it's not likely that the relationship is going to fail. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So yeah, if you're always kind of, like, reciprocating that effort and, like, when you, you know, like, in, like, even, like, when we are, when we go out, like, if you buy something, mm-hmm. you know, well, then, yeah. like, I'll buy something the next time. And it's not, like, necessarily about keeping tabs mm-hmm. or tit for tat. It's just about, like, genuinely having the intention of, like, wanting the relationship to work and wanting to do the best you can for your partner oh yeah yeah no exactly exactly i guess it really just comes down to like you said effort um if you guys both have the intention of making a relationship work and you guys both are willing to put in the needed effort it's i feel like it's it's definitely gonna work but um if not then it won't work it won't work unless you unless you do and that's a popular saying, nothing works unless you do. Yeah. The grass is greener where you water it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And I think that our last part of this particular topic is the idea of, um, like, also learning each other's love language, which mm-hmm. I think kind of goes hand in hand with what we're saying about, like, wanting to make it work with your partner is also, like, paying attention to them and like paying attention to their love languages and i think mm. that you're really good about this so oh okay <laughs> i wasn't expecting the spotlight to be shined on me so fast but um, you got the spot here yeah no i think we're both pretty good at this but i think um love language is for me um well for me for example like i like affection um i would say and she would say too that's my love language we love a king who's comfortable in his masculinity to say that out loud. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love affection. <laughs> I'm an affectionate person. I think it's because my parents gave me a lot of affection growing up. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. But her love language is like gift receiving, gift giving, and, and positive words of affirmation, just like she says it. Positive words of affirmation. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just funny. She just, you know, but positive words of affirmation that's and um and she loves gifts she loves like but it's like the the thought behind the gifts that she really um like loves and like what really i guess makes her feel warm inside um but yeah so like like today i picked her up from the airport and i got her flowers and she really enjoyed not that. to toot your own horn or anything <laughs> not to toot <laughs> <laughs> Not to toot my own horn. No, that was really thoughtful. Yeah, but, yeah, she likes that kind of stuff. So, I make it a point to try and do that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but same thing, vice versa. But I think that's really important because I think that, that it contributes to your everyday, um, mental health in the relationship. Like, these small things... These small things that fall under your love language can make you feel really good on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, these small things not being met or or maybe things that you don't like can make you feel 
may be the opposite on a daily basis. So even though they're small, it's like small things that turn to big things. Small things that really have an effect on your mood. And yeah, so it's important. Yeah, yeah, like housekeeping, you know, mm-hmm. and always, again, just always putting that effort. Even six years later, he's still picking me up from the airport and like getting me flowers. Oh, yeah. So it's like always, I think, like, like they would say, like always dating, you know, mm-hmm. and always uh, looking for ways to like continue to like date your partner and like kind of keep that upkeep of the romance and like, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and always showing each other. And always being mindful also of like, and like checking in with yourself, checking in with your partner about like where you're at, you know, mm-hmm. are you happy? Like, is everything going okay? Is there anything that you want to talk about? I think it's mm-hmm. also really important That's for like true. housekeeping purposes and also nipping things in the butt because mm-hmm. the last thing that you want in a relationship is resentment and mm-hmm. like built up resentment, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, and feeling like your partner isn't meeting your needs and like vice versa. It's okay. probably like yeah something that you don't want to happen. But yeah, for sure. What's housekeeping, by the way? <laughs> housekeeping, like uh, like maintain maintenance, oh. like what I do with my nails. Okay, you know, for sure. I housekeep my nails. I pay for her nails, by the way. Too. Okay, <laughs> you're done. We're taking that out. <laughs> um. So yeah. So um. Yeah. So the next thing, um, I think on a similar note, we really try to get these in ways that they kind of uh, piggyback off of each other is you also, I feel like, and so we started with kind of like the basics, right? The ideas uh, that are like the basics of maintaining a relationship. But I think that, uh, like I said at the beginning of the episode, that like being in a relationship in your 20s is fun and, and stuff, but you also like, are doing a lot of like dirty work in the sense of like you really have to get down and dirty and like really learn about yourself in order to make the relationship work Mm -hmm. and i think that happens the most through like these forms of communication and these arguments and these conflicts Mm -hmm. like i feel like through a relationship you really learn a lot about yourself and i feel like that's not talked a lot about when talking about relationships in your 20s, like, I think a lot of people think it's just, like, all fun and games. And it is. It's really fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no games. No games. No games. <laughs> but <laughs> it's really fun, and it's really nurturing, and it's really nice to have a relationship. Oh. But it's kind of like when people say that they're, like, going through, like, a healing process, and they're just like, this is messy. <laughs> you know? Um, in a sense that, like, you really have to dig down deep in yourself when, like, you're the problem in, like, a conflict. And like I said, really, like, kind of have a, a sense of self-awareness. And it's through that self-awareness that you really, again, like, learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, and to piggyback of what you just said um, about arguing, I feel like arguments have, like, this negative stigma around them. Um, people feel like that, you know, they're bad. You feel bad after arguments, sad, mad, whatever. Um... You might feel like um, if you're arguing more than you would like, you might feel like, okay, it's a sign the relationship is going down a bad place or whatever. But arguments are also really good. And and they're natural, for one. Like, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have arguments. It's natural. It doesn't matter how good you get along with your partner. But they're good because arguments are usually 
the only time where you have a true unfiltered line of communication with your partner i feel like in our relationships that's that's where you truly get your thoughts out and your partner truly gets their thoughts out and you hear the good bad and the ugly and you hear what you need to hear in arguments and that's why i feel like if you don't let the argument get you it can be a a a turning point for your relationship more than how i guess how people will look at it more than a sign of failure in your relationship yeah i really like that i really like that idea that like it's an opportunity to learn something new about your partner yeah exactly and learn something new about like how they react to things or what triggers them or like what may be the cause of that reaction yeah um which i think goes back to what i was trying to say about like it being also a way for you to like understand more about yourself yeah so like i was telling miles earlier that like whenever we have an argument and like say he tells me that something i did like hurt him in this way or he didn't like it in this way right it gives me a chance to kind of self-reflect about like my reaction to something um and maybe like he might not necessarily understand the reaction right um but for me like i can think through it and i can self-reflect on it and then i begin to understand like all of the various nuances as to like why i did what i did or why i felt that way or why i reacted that way whether it stemmed from like childhood or uh what i've seen in relationships or this thing or that thing and a lot of times it's not just one thing Mm -hmm. right like your reactions to your partner i think we also like to see a lot of things as like black and white like right and wrong Mm -hmm. um but sometimes your reactions to your partners as well as like other people in any relationship stem from like your own kind of background your own perceptions your own views of like the world yeah so i think that do that self-reflection sometimes i'll like i'll even ask myself like you know like i understand why my reaction didn't make sense to him Uh how like why did i react that way and then i'll think back and sometimes it'll be something that has like almost nothing to do with the actual argument itself Mm -hmm. it's something like that maybe i needed to heal Mm -hmm. in myself or something that like triggered me because of whatever Mm-hmm. And so I think that in that way, you get to learn more about your partner and and maybe like their either their trauma or their background or whatever. But you also like learn more about yourself mm-hmm. and like what you need to heal within yourself. Yeah, too. But yeah, and yeah, I think that like segues into a good point of a good relationship allowing you to grow within yourself. And that can be a telling sign of a of a good relationship, if it if it encourages you to grow within yourself. Um, and you know you 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 guys are both growing with each other, and that's at the end of the day that's really the goal of the, of the relationship. Um, you know you guys benefit in growing each other, watering each other, and helping each other grow in these ways. And it's really it's interesting because it does. It you know the relationship does it does serve as a mirror. Um, it helps you reflect and it encourages you to reflect on yourselves and your flaws and the negative attributes of yourself and the things you have to work on, like the things you have to heal from. Um, and it it really encourages you to look at why 
you are these ways and how I guess the world has shaped you, how your environment growing up has shaped you, what things you or what bad habits you have from growing up or from just, you know, from the world. And yeah, it's it's you know, it just it just I feel like people look at that as a negative, like whenever I think I th- I think that's just a natural thing when you see your reflection and you see the flaws and you see you see the things you don't like you kind of it's a natural thing to like shy away from it or or to feel down about it but going back to what we said before is just the opportunity to grow and that's how you know uh you're in a good relationship because you're growing yeah. um and that at the end of the day like i said should be the goal you shouldn't be growing the opposite way so like I said, yeah, that's a telling sign of a good relationship. Yeah. I think also on top of, like, learning your negative traits and what you need to work on, it also reflects back to your good traits as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. You know? You oh, always yeah. feel, or you should feel really good in the relationship you're in. Um, but I think we'll talk a little bit more about that toward the end. The the good parts. <laughs> For sure. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. I think that those are all really great points, babe. Um. Yeah, and I think that uh, a good relationship, like you said, does help you grow in various ways. Um, like I said, the whole point of this podcast is we're talking about relationships in your 20s. And your 20s are like a really pivotal part of your life. Like I feel like everything that I see on my timelines and stuff right now is like in your 20s, living in your 20s. Because... Like, the beginning of your 20s is so different from the end of your 20s. Like, we're in mm-hmm. our mid-20s now. Yeah. And the beginning of our 20s were so different yeah. than they are right now, right? Like, you're going through college or uh, whatever, like, alternative career path you may be going on. And mm-hmm. you're learning a lot about yourself. Um, like I said in my podcast episode about, like, happiness in your 20s. Like, you're gaining friends. You're losing friends you are very confused about like where you're supposed to be in life like there are there are a lot of times of failure there's a lot of times of happiness mm-hmm. you're kind of broke like yeah. Oh, yeah. you know um and you're learning a lot about yourself and your in the world around you and about who you are and i think that the stigma is that you don't learn about who you are in a relationship because i think a lot of people think that when you're in your 20s you're not emotionally mature enough to like not make your whole your relationship your whole identity but i think in these ways that we just talked about like it's really it is it can be when you're right with the right person very beneficial for your personal growth and very beneficial for your healing journey and very beneficial for learning more about who you are as long as you kind of stay true to those values of like who you are um yeah i think that it's really important so in a way you're like growing together And you're learning each other and the world together. And you're reacting to the world together. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's deep. That's deep. I don't even know how I'm going to follow that up. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, again, I think it just helps you to be more self-aware. I think it helps you to be a better person. I think it helps you to be a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. If you are in a relationship that, like, challenges you in those ways. And helps you in those ways. So yeah. Um, I think that leads into our next point. On the note of like 
growing together um but i think that another good part of a relationship we say we don't want to grow apart we don't want to grow apart but i think that an important part of a relationship is growing separately mm-hmm. and like again having your own identity and your own life outside of the relationship um i don't know if you have anything to say about that yeah yeah um yeah like like what you just said it's important to have a life outside of your relationship especially in your 20s because like you said the pivotal years they're supposed to be your fun years it's supposed to be years you're going to remember when you're older so i think it's important to make sure your relationship is just uh, a part of your life and not your whole life i feel like it's important to still keep you know your friendships um your relationship with your family um your work relationships your work uh your work schedule um and just having fun keeping keeping all those things alive obviously with your relationship i feel like you know you have a a narrative going around like i see people that are just like oh my partner is i just want to be around my partner all the time i don't want to do nothing else and that's cool like you know I want to be around my partner too, but it's just like I said, it's it's important to have a life outside of your partner, because um, you don't want to waste away the other aspects of your life by being too um, covered uh, in your partner. Yeah, like being like super dependent on them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that. Um I see this a lot, particularly in women in heterosexual relationships, where um, I think that there's a lot of kind of talk around this idea of like, when my man calls, I'm leaving, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And sure, I get it. Especially like at the beginning of a relationship, you're like very boot up. Mm-hmm. Like when my friends get into like new relationships, I'm just like, I'm not going to hear from you for months because yeah. you're like in that stage and that's fine. But I think after a certain point like you do have to have your own identity outside of the relationship you do have to have your own friends outside of a relationship and i think that it's good for like your overall well-being your overall mental health your overall like just like again knowing more about yourself learning about yourself growing together separately but i've also known people who like are kind of like miserable in the relationships because they have sunken seat Mm-hmm. They have their whole identity, like, within the relationship, and they don't know what to do outside of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, maybe if their partner has a hobby, but they don't, yeah. then they feel, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're just, like, not as happy. Like, I feel like they look for more problems. I feel like they have more problems. I feel like they're more lonely. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, like, your relationship can't be everything. And I see that a lot, too, of, like, you shouldn't seek everything in one person because that's just like too much for one person to even have to take like um ownership over like your entire like life you know like having platonic relationships with like your friends and also like going out and also like having your own hobbies and having your own goals and having things that you're working toward i feel like in a way like makes the relationship stronger because you're not putting everything on them and then you also come back and you have so many things to like talk about that's like true. so many of our conversations revolve around like 
what our friends are doing and like what's the tea right mm. and then also just like what we're like working toward and what our goals are like me and miles both have like what we call our like realistic goals and then like our dreams so he's currently studying to be a firefighter he has also gotten his degree in business um and then i am obviously like an english writing instructor but i'm also like a podcaster and a content creator and so throughout our days like we we come together like six seven eight p.m at night because throughout our days like we're out there like chasing our dreams you know mm-hmm. or we're out there like hanging out with our friends or we're out there you know mm-hmm. like doing our own thing like we definitely have a life outside of each other and i feel like in a sense it like makes our relationship stronger because we're not looking to each other for absolutely everything mm-hmm. yeah no i agree so yeah definitely having a life outside of each other is important and prioritizing a life outside of each other is important because it helps you to like while you're growing together and those those some aspects like you're also growing separately and bringing new ideas new perspectives like i'm in grad school right now and like i come to him with like so many different things about like what i'm learning and that just like keeps our relationship alive and we always have again things to talk about because we have done all of these other things like outside of each other yeah you know yeah yeah, no, and, it's true. and I think that comes with just like trusting each other mm-hmm. and like again knowing that we have each other's like best interests at heart mm-hmm. and like yeah just allowing each other that freedom to like be who you are like you know you're not confined to like only me oh, yeah. and vice versa oh, yeah that's true yeah. did you have anything to say about that no I agree with everything you just said really <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. so yeah I think in that way, uh, being in a relationship in an, a healthy adult relationship in your 20s is like not feeling threatened by that. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. I think that. I mean, I don't know if this is still a thing, but I know that in some relationships, particularly speaking about like heterosexual relationships, because that's what I have experience with, is I see that like sometimes people will get threatened by each other's success or you know get mad at each other for like having a life outside of each other and like like you said wanting to like be booed up all the time yeah which is like fun like being booed up is fun going Mm -hmm. on dates is fun being with each other is fun um but i think in a healthy relationship you encourage each other to do those things yeah you know you want the best for your partner you want them to have fun you want them to learn about themselves you want them to grow individually from you yeah um and i think that like in that way like you're still growing together because you're also like still navigating these things together like you come back with like things that your friends are going through and then i come back with things that my friends are going through and we're like still navigating this aspect this very fun part of our 20s but like very i think sometimes challenging parts of our 20s together mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah. yeah um i think in that way like it's so important to like be best friends with your partner um because you do have room to kind of like talk about those things you know exactly oh yeah yeah and as um as partners best friends you guys should really encourage each other's dreams so whatever your partner um is pushing for whatever you're pushing for or towards i'm really just getting behind that and supporting it like it's your own and vice versa um, I think it just encourages growth 
um, like going back to what we were talking about before, just encouraging that growth in your partner and that per- that, that partner encouraging the same growth within you. And just, you know, when, when you guys are both successful in your own paths and your own walks of life and you guys are both reaching your goals and um, reaching your dreams, it just, I don't know, it just makes the relationship feel better. Um, like when, like for example, Sabria has her own thing, you know, with the podcast and um, just being an influencer and, you know, um, and me um, just being a music producer and constantly pushing towards my dreams with that. Um, we both support each other. Like I support her with her podcast, um, you know, with her blog, her, you know, her just being an influencer, anything else that uh, she will want to do in the future. And she supports me with my music and um, any other like ventures I have that um, fall underneath music. And it just makes it just makes uh, the relationship a lot smoother, and it makes it also kind of just makes you feel like your partner cares about you, and it just makes you feel good. It sometimes it's the motivation you need to uh, push harder towards your dreams. Yeah, I feel like having that support system and having that support from your partner is is really everything. I would agree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, while being in a relationship is very fun, it's about date nights and loving someone and actively choosing someone who is choosing you, it can also be a wonderful and amazing opportunity for self-growth, for learning to love someone else as well as learning to love yourself, and for being with someone who encourages you to be the best version of yourself and vice versa. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Between the Pages. Say bye, babe. Bye-bye. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and to sign up for my email list. Uh, I plan on doing some kind of Q&A with us in the future if you have any questions. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.